You're all very welcome back to another podcast delivered to you by WeddingSuppliers.ie. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about the new guidelines issued by Falch Ireland. We're also going to be talking about the statutory instruments, what's law and what's not law and what we should be all adhering to. So there's been big pushback from wedding couples throughout the whole country about Falch Ireland's guideline in relation to no live music and no dancing. And we're going to talk to Sarah Kennedy and Tara Fay all about this subject in this podcast. So hello, Tara. Hello, Sarah. Hey, Carl. It's like a rhyme. So let's touch <laughs> off, um, can we just touch off the upset that this guideline has caused on wedding couples throughout Ireland? December is a relatively busy month for weddings. We're at 25 guests, controlled environments. So why has live music and dancing been singled out? I'll come to you, Tara. Look, if I knew the answer to that question. We, we'd all be in a much better place, I think. And I think that's one of the challenges that we have at the moment is that when the framework for living with COVID-19 was introduced in September and we had levels one to five, it was stated certain things that level three was, you know, 25 guests and that was it. There was no, there was a few other restrictions in terms of um, where the wedding could take place and that was it. Then we went to level five and this arbitrary list of guidelines or restrictions were introduced. Now, luckily, we were still allowed to have 25 guests plus the couples. We actually went up in numbers. Um, But this random list with no hair, makeup, no live music, no dancing, no novelty acts. Whoever heard of the word novelty acts? And nobody knows where that list came from. It was issued to fall to Ireland when they asked for clarification on whether wedding guests could stay overnight in hotels and whether they could travel between counties. They were the only queries they submitted to the Department of Health and suddenly this other random list came back to them. I think couples were really upset at that, but they understood we were in level five, you know, six weeks of lockdown for the whole country. Come 1st of December, that would be lifted and we would be back to level three. And then suddenly we're not and nobody can understand why. Yeah, and it's getting that understanding. And Sarah, if I come to you, I think the big push now is, or what we've seen, it made RTE News last night in the first quarter of the 6-1 News. You know, if you can't have a live band at your wedding, you make the news, which is which is brilliant. I think that pushback is coming from uh, couples ultimately uh, emailing TDs, and this is something that you've been doing, and Tara as well. So, I mean, is that a good recommendation to get as many people now to put the pressure on? Yes, and look, I know there's a lot of couples that came back to me and said that, you know, they haven't received a response and so on. Um, I've had a really good prompt response from my local TDs, and in particular, Emer Curry. And I asked that question, why? You know, why is this live music piece such a bone of contention? And her understanding was, and not coming from her belief necessarily, but her understanding was there is a, a belief that with the live music, it's leading to, you know, more alcohol consumption, people getting more loose when they're up in this dance floor environment. But she's not saying that that is the case, but this is the assumption. So it would be great to speak to those who are under that assumption and challenge back on that that premise alone. Um, And I think what's what's really difficult, you know, we were just discussing the whole piece around couples. This roadmap was laid out, which 
was fantastic in one part because it gave couples certainty to go, okay, so if I'm in three, this is me. If I'm in five, this is what I can expect. The problem we have now is, is we've actually now cascaded this whole other realm of uncertainty because even if you're in a, a different framework or a different piece of the roadmap, we still don't know what that looks like because we've ha- we haven't been given the certainty and the trust yeah. to trust in the roadmap. So I think from my perspective, it's very difficult for couples to plan or make plans or get excited about their big day, irrespective of what those plans are. Look, we have to have a bigger perspective. There's a bigger world outside of yeah. weddings, right? And we have to be realists about that. But I think the difficulty is that people can't plan. If they knew that it was going to be this restricted for December, some people may have moved. But you were told December, we were given the glimmer of hope that if we do all these things in five, we'll get to three. Three will be better. Yeah. And they haven't been. They're just they're as they're the same as they were in five bar the hair and makeup piece. Yeah, and then the changes from level five, we went from six guests to twenty five guests, intercounty travel. Level three then it intercounty travel. Someone can travel from Donegal to Cork, but you can't have your live music, dancing, novelty acts. I mean, look, the impacts obviously are quite clear. It's quite evident that if you can't have dancing and music at your wedding, it's 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 a big no no, and that's why it made the RT news. I think a lot of this stuff, there's a lot of rumours this is gonna go into parliamentary questions and it's shannon this week. So the message is to people to keep on pushing and pushing and pushing. And like you said, look, we're aware of the public health advice, but I think we're aware also that bands and dancing was happening from July right up until we went into level five. And and it's like what you said earlier on, Tara, look, there's no answers. If, if they were able to give us reasons why they actually just put this into the guideline, then we'd be able to respond to it. So, like, that's where it is. It's as clear as mud, right? No, and I also think, though, as well, that the people that are making these maybe don't necessarily understand weddings. And that's okay because they're not supposed to. But all they have to do is engage with somebody in the wedding industry so that we can explain to them, this is how a wedding works. This is the impact it has on a couple's personal finances. This is the impact on weddings being constantly cancelled on hotels and venues all around the country and on musicians as well that haven't worked in months and months and months and lots of other little little independent um, contractors associated with weddings. And I think that, I know when the Taoiseach was asked about whether weddings could still take place in level five, he said, sure, sure, there are very few left to take place between now and the end of the year. And that just shows the level of misunderstanding that there exists in government about the wedding industry in general. The wedding industry as a whole is worth a, a very conservative 1.5 billion euros to the economy. And I think if people understood the value of the wedding industry and the number of people that it directly employs, not just in tourism or in hospitality, but throughout a whole gamut of other small industries that touch on weddings. Yeah, and if I was to speak about the domino effect on this, because obviously you guys know I'm deeply invested in, in, in a wedding band and I manage two wedding bands. And so, I mean, what we're seeing is the domino effect. Some couples are just moving. And what happens there is when they move, all these other suppliers are knocked out of work. And that's what's mm-hmm. actually happening. Now, the biggest question for me about all of this is the uncertainty of not knowing 
if we're going to be able to get this uh, guideline lifted because February, March and April are three of the busiest months for wedding suppliers going into the first quarter of 2021. We are aware there could be a lockdown in January. We can live with that. But what we need from government is answers on this, that to get this guideline lifted. So these couples in February, March and April are happy with 25 guests plus plus themselves. And that's where the real fear is. Now these couples don't know if they can have live, live music in, in, in these months. Correct. And I think, it, uh, as you said, if we understood, if we knew why music, live music was being banned, absolutely everybody, the whole industry would row in behind it. But as it stands at the moment, that I am aware of, I don't think live music has contributed to to outbreaks of COVID-19. And look, everybody is very aware of the public health advice, and that is all that we want to do, is follow public health advice. But we need to understand why it is in place. Exactly, yeah. And the ballrooms mm-hmm. are quite large. You've got 25 people yeah. in a ballroom, and the musicians keep their distance. You can keep your distance, you can socially distance and dance. So here's all the questions that we need to get back. Uh, Sarah, if I come to you, so... Just to touch off false Ireland guidelines, I and mean, then we have the statutory, and we don't want to bore people with all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but in, in the statutory instruments, it clearly states it's 25 guests plus the couple, has nothing in there about live music. It actually clearly states that people on a professional yeah. capacity can fulfil their service. Now, that's the, that's the musicians mm-hmm. and DJs and novelty acts. It's so everyone. now the, yeah. the, the venue are, are having problems, but there's been stuff coming back about some venues maybe breaking the 25 guests and I think a message today is that what's in the statutory instruments is the 25 guests is actually law if you go beyond that you're Mm -hmm. actually breaking the law while the music is a a guideline Yeah there there appears to be and to be honest I haven't heard any hotels that are very much kind of you know, they're very proactive members at the IHF. I haven't heard it about, you know, those venues, but it's more kind of, there seems to be this misdemeanor and this kind of, un, this grey territory around venues that um, aren't hotels that um, are kind of, and it's not all of them. It's just a handful that are, you know, just basically saying, well, there's a little bit of confusion here because we're not part of the IHF. So therefore we can go and take on a little bit more and we might squeeze in an extra few people at our discretion but it's not about your discretion it's legally stated 25 guests so if you're not a member of of IHF that's irrespective that's just that's our, our bargaining body that that liaises with you know Fulch Ireland and government you know this this is if you are in business in the business of providing weddings and a venue for that you must adhere to that that is the law there is no written exemption for anyone who has a private venue to say that they are not bound by those rules. Because if you are not going to play by those rules, you are no longer considered a safe dwelling for a wedding. Therefore, you're a private dwelling. So you shouldn't be hosting a wedding at all. And my worry is, and look, I'm all for keeping couples happy. Look, for the sake of one or two people, my God, you know, you wish you could. You know, it doesn't feel like a big deal, but all you need is one outbreak. That mm. situation to be investigated and you'll pull everything down and everybody's out. It's game over for everyone for the sake of five heads, you know, five yeah. extra heads at a wedding. Like, it's not worth it. But as well as that, it's, it's reputation. We're fighting hard on one side, you know, fighting up against government, say, reinstate live music. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you've got others that are, draw, you know, that are, you know, messing it up on the other side. And I know, it's, it's like, it's... And, and I will say that's a minority um, so I think for myself, what I'd love to see is fairness and just playing by the rules that we have, as yeah. difficult as they are and, un- and un- as unjust 
as as we all feel in some cases they are, we are bound by them. Yeah, definitely. And as we said, it is the law. It's 25 guests plus your couple. And then if we go back to the live music thing, hotel rooms, alcohol, uh, you know, like we all know that the live band hasn't been an issue here and we understand the dancing, we get it. But if you don't have any entertainment, like we don't know of any hotel room parties, but if people are going to be with each other all day from midday, 25 guests, I mean, there's going to be alcohol and that's the reality. And, you know, I know myself, I'd probably want to go back to a hotel room party. That's going to be a difficult one. I'm sure it's going to happen. That's going to be a difficult one for hotels to please. So it's another reason why leave well enough alone. Everything was going okay. Um, and, and, and a guideline being introduced like this has just caused an absolute tsunami of admin nightmare on couples and suppliers but would I be accurate in saying that 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 would be a possibility of people might just be forced to go to hotel rooms possibly and I think it's unfair on hotel staff especially on night porters and and reception staff to have to police that because they are in essence going to have to police it Um, we're not advocating that anybody does it I don't think it's a good idea and just actually to talk on Sarah's point again because I don't think couples actually realise the implications of going above the 25 guest number. Venues will actually lose their, their, their license if, mm-hmm. they, um, if they go above the 25 number. They could be shut down. And as a couple, do you really want to be the ones that are, your names are associated in a court case where somebody has gone above the number? And I think it is unfair on a couple to push a venue it is unfair on a venue to expose a couple like that and it is unfair on the venue and the couple to expose other wedding suppliers who are at this moment desperate for work to say yes to assisting at a wedding that is going against the law as we have all said yeah, it is a def- definitely. Now, I don't think it's a it's a major major issue, but it's something that we wanted to touch off today. But on a well, more positive, I ask a question: yeah, Are we are we right in saying though that guards are empowered if they if if they are reported, can they come in and shut the wedding down? Correct. They can actually okay. call. They can call to the premises to ask: Is a wedding taking place that is over the recommended number of guests? At a wedding. Okay, so there's there's okay, law well there. That's good to know. Yeah, and not want your wedding stopped because you have, as you said, Sarah, an extra table or a few extra people at your wedding. Yeah. Well, look, let's come out at the the end of this podcast with a positive note. Ultimately, couples out there listening, I think even couples getting behind us, and even the public are behind us on this. Like, I mean, again, coming back to RT to run a story on this, it shows it shows how important it is for a couple having their first dance. I think it's almost an attack on the couple, leaving aside all of us as musicians, like who are really, really struggling. I mean, it's just not knowing the end and 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 when we can get back to to kind of getting back filling dance floors. But hopefully. If enough people get onto their TDs this week, it's going to the Shannon, it's being raised, it's being on national television. But if we talk about the future, what lies ahead for the, the wedding industry and wedding couples getting married, you know, maybe in the second quarter, I think things are looking very positive. Would you agree with me on that one? I think definitely things are looking positive. I mean, I would, sorry, I think you'd agree with me that people still should keep writing to their TDs and yeah. ask clarification because we do need into Q1 and Q2 of 2021 
that we can be back to some level of normality. I mean, I understand there are going to be restrictions going forward. But yes, I think it is all positive and we will get back to what we would consider in inverted commas normal weddings. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, look, it was lovely for you guys to join us today. Anyone out there, it doesn't matter if you're getting married or not, get onto your TDs. People want to have their first dance at their wedding. So Tara Faye and Sarah Kennedy, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you.